Welcome to the Etheric Update. I'm Dr. Katherine Craig, your intuitive guide and transformation teacher here in learning, teaching, and growing with this beautiful community here. As many of you know, my mission here on planet Earth is to help you connect to your divine self, your sacred soul, and your infinite spirit through grace, presence, and love. Today is our ninth episode of the Etheric Update for February 2023, and the themes that have emerged this month are a gift in my humble opinion, but may make those who we say doers out there extremely uncomfortable. And this theme's variations on this theme have continued to come up for the past few months, so hang in there with me. As we come out of what I'll refer to now as the wild years, you know, 2020 through 2023, we'll continue to be asked to ground into our earthly human bodies, to be embodied in love and presence, and to allow the receipt of blessings to flow into our lives. No more of this wild uh, theme park type energy coming through. It's still going to be a very intense year, but looking ahead, the more we can be embodied, the more we can be grounded, the more we can allow ourselves to settle after all the changes that have occurred over the past few years, the more ease we're going to have in moving forward. So for those of you who are new to listening in, how this works is each month I work with my team of guides to reach forward, around, and through the time-space continuum to bring you some insights for the month ahead. As they are delivered to me, I then lovingly gestate these themes and deliver them to you here in a way that will enable you to enact and enliven these themes in your life. That is, if the material is resonating with you. Big caveat, big reminder, big disclaimer, Remember that you are always in choice. There is no one or right answer. This information is just a way to engage with yourself, your soul, your spirit, your body in new ways that may just open up your life to new possibilities. So just listen in, feel into what's being delivered, and then you can use your powerful mind and body to decide and discern what feels right and best for you. So we're going to dive right in. And again, my folks, uh, my guides were quiet this month, which was refreshing. Um, And maybe they're letting me engender this theme in my life as well. So what they brought down is letting yourself rest in the sovereignty of being. I've noticed a collective energy of self-cultivation, which is amazing. It's wonderful. I feel like in the past few years, there's more people interested in self-cultivation, spirituality, understanding their energy body, the auric fields, what lies behind the veil in terms of the angelic realm, uh, the ascended realm. And it's a beautiful thing especially being in the healthcare, wellness, spiritual field, 
there can be so many people dedicated to self-growth, self-discovery, self-cultivation. But what's easy to happen is that we forget the purpose of this self-growth, self-discovery, and self-cultivation. That our human existence is not to actualize for actualization's sake, for consciousness' sake, but we actualize in order to love one another wholeheartedly and get this without judgment that we recognize within each of our imprint the ability to be redeemed the ability to reconcile and to really see ourselves in one another again without judgment we so often in our human in, uh, intentions use what I'll say quote-unquote love as a manipulation or to seek out what we so desperately crave within ourselves. What we never received in ways we want from a parent, a partner, a friend, a teacher, or lover. So many of us are walking around with unrequited love just emanating from our pores with nowhere to put it while others of us hold so tightly to our stash of love that we become brittle and manipulative in how we dole it out to those around us. The work of self-discovery, of beginning to understand our soul's path, our heart's path, is that of inviting in the ease of being. We've been talking the past number of months about demystifying our process of cultivation of self and soul here on earth and in the other realms. And I'm excited to actually have some guests on in the coming month to dive deeper into the angelic and celestial planes. And last month, specifically, we talked about killing the gatekeepers, demystifying the mystic, and the elegance of how simple this soul work can be. It's not a process of pushing ourselves so hard, so fast, pressuring ourselves, pressuring those around us. It's a process of allowing, of integrating, of observing. The observation of nature can be incredibly powerful medicine. Seeing how the plants grow in their yard without any effort, seeing how the ocean changes the shape of the beach again without any effort there's movement but there's not pressure there's not efforting so what is coming down to work with this month is a process of reintegration of allowing ourselves to rest in its innate sovereignty to know our body is always working for our highest self by allowing ourselves to be in our innate form, our innate sovereignty, you'll be able to open up into new ways of processing, of seeing, of moving. Now, when we say 
the sovereignty of being. It comes from an incredibly um, centered, grounded, and integrated place. It's not seeking, it's not cultivating, it's not working, it's not resting, it's not untaming, it's not rewilding. It's just being. To know that you are, you are, you are. I am, I am, I am. It's a powerful reverberation of energy to know that you are a reflection of God and a receiver of God's word. It is that simple. We learn to rein ourselves in. Within this reigning, we become more conscious, more grounded, more embodied, and we don't seek to manipulate or hurt or wound through what we call love or through what we call violence. We walk in the awareness that, well, you are, I am also. That is the work, to know and move in love. And by knowing and moving in love, we honor boundaries. We let people walk their own soul path, whether we perceive it as right or wrong, whether you agree with it or do not agree with it. To handle your wounds and projections with care, especially around those you engage with, those you have relationship with, those who are in your daily life those who you want to be in your daily life. So the healing. This is the great question. How can we just let ourselves be? And as humans, we are often picking at our own scabs in our energetic field, projecting our hurt and pain onto others rather than taking responsibility for what is in our field, whether we put it there or not whether it was inherited, projected, acquired. If it's in our field, it is our responsibility to process it, to handle it, to give it back to somebody else. And sometimes this energetic flow leads to conflict and leads to pain, especially when there is a misunderstanding or unconscious pattern in a relationship when one party has awareness and the other does not. As timelines, or as we've often known in the past as fate or destiny, these timelines have become shorter and more malleable, especially as we've entered the age of Aquarius. We have an incredible opportunity within our hands and hearts to throw our weight of being into the timeline. We talked a few months ago about the weight of who we are, the weight of our inheritance, the weight of who we are as we show up in the world. So we have this opportunity to mindfully create an incredible world for our children and for our future generations where we have a clean environment, loving and mindful hearts, clarity and communication, space to heal all the burdens and wounds that we have carried, not only in ourselves, but in our generations, and as a human, a human race. That is the possibility at hand. 
So my questions for you, how are you going to rest in the sovereignty of your being? And as always, what does that feel like for you in your body? Take some time with these questions. You can feel into them now, but write them down. Spend some time after you meditate or after you pray tonight. How are you going to rest in the sovereignty of your being? What does that feel like for you in your body? What does that feel like in your mind, your mind's eye? And what does or will that feel like for you as you move in the world around you? Just being. And as you know, I always give a mantra to help reinforce if you get off your path, if you get lost, if you find yourself reactive. Mantra is a beautiful way to bring yourself back into your body, into grounding. So the mantra, I rest in the sovereignty of my being. Or again, you can use the simple mantra, I am, I am, I am. I am, I am, I am. You are known, you are witnessed, and you are loved just for showing up, just for being you in this life, in this lifetime. So that was it that they brought down for me. But since we have a little time, I want to talk to you about the alchemy of the divine feminine and masculine. Because letting ourselves be, letting ourselves rest can be very challenging for those. It's a practice in itself. It's a practice I continue to do. It's a practice my clients continue to do. It's a practice that we can engender wholeheartedly in our lives. But if it's feeling like too much of a reach, understanding polarity, understanding the divine feminine and divine masculine can help give us an entry point into how we integrate these polarities and again, allow ourselves to be. So like I explained, this theme is not that one that necessarily came down for the month. The guys, again, just gave me the simple weight of being for you all. But in my work with folks over the years, um, as I shared, it can be incredibly challenging for our human nervous systems to allow ourself and soul to just be. Within this incarnation, we have often had to fight, flee, freeze, and fawn our way out of difficult or stressful situations that then run our nervous systems on overdrive. And our nervous systems are our receiving systems. So if you are feeling blocked or stagnant energy, oftentimes we have to look to nervous system healing before we can open up fully to allow our crown, our third eye, our heart to fully open in the way that has healthy boundaries, but is also open and receiving at the same time. And how we learn to cope as children 
is often a sign informed by our past lives, our inheritances, or the current climate of dysfunction in the household or outer world. It's how we learn to operate in the world until we decide to operate in a different accord. Women who have been neglected in childhood or relationships often lean into the masculine, of overusing the masculine aspects of their self, of providing, doing, executing. And this can lead to overwork, bitterness, cynicism, or an edge to her femininity. And these are just examples, mind you. A man who has been abused or taken advantage of can often become suspicious, untrusting, and withholding. And there are endless patterns of these coping mechanisms that we find not only within our own being, (laughs) we're all uh, infinite beings, not only in our love, but in our wounds as well. But within the larger relationships in our life, on the micro, again, within ourselves, and on the macro, within our relationships, within our community, and with our society and culture as a whole. When we have trouble just letting ourselves be, there's often a misalignment in the polarity of the energy field or a misalignment of the masculine and feminine energies. Oftentimes, again, just examples, women can be um, self-inflicting of the wounds, really uh, being distrustful of themselves, losing faith in the love that they have to give not only to themselves but to others. And with saying this, there's no one right formula of balance of masculine and and feminine energy as perceived by the outside. You'll see some folks out there talking about, well, women have to be this way and men have to be this way. There is no one right formula because as I've shared, we all have our unique soul paths. It's about the individuals, the individual persons, the individuated person's soul path and how they show up for the wounded parts of themselves energetically and how they choose to heal these wounded parts of themselves energetically. So as we talk about the divine feminine and divine masculine, this is really a playground or an invitation to look at yourself in different ways, to understand why you might be moving in the world in one way versus another way. Since we have limited time today, if you're interested in diving deeper, you know, always, as you know, shoot me a message. But there's also a great book that outlines much of this as informed by classical Chinese medicine, by Taoist philosophy, called The Inner Marriage by Elliot Saxby. And it integrates, if, if you're familiar with Jung's teaching on the inner marriage, it integrates much of um, Jung's teaching on the inner marriage and these polarities that show up in our lives. Exploring the inner dynamic of the divine feminine and masculine and how they're integrated healthy expression can show up and how also the shadow aspects can show up in our lives. So we'll tie this healing back up to allowing ourselves to just be. We allow ourselves to open to our true nature, free from the programming and conditioning 
the rewilding, the unwilding, the taming, the untaming, the masculine, the feminine dynamic is a way, it's an entry point to seeing some of the wounds, showing them the light and allowing them to heal. Allowing yourself the opportunity, despite all that you've experienced, despite the heartaches, despite the abuse, despite the neglect, despite the not being seen for who you really are, And as I talk, I can feel some backs go up in the group here as we talk about the masculine and feminine aspects. And I just want to take a moment and explain further. We are all created from an egg and a sperm. It's two cellular fragments. We are all created from a seed of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. We all have a mother and father that informs our being. This is why we work with polarity. Again, to feel the weight of our ancestry. We're going to continue to build on the themes as we we build and grow this community. To feel the weight of our ancestry and to feel the weight of all that we pass on to the next generations. To understand that the information or the information form the form that we are carrying within our energy field. This works not necessarily about being in a romantic relationship, but by allowing ancestral healing within ourself to occur. How are we interacting with our mother and father? How are they interacting with us? How are we interacting with our children? How are they receiving that interaction? You take responsibility for the energetic weight of your interactions and move through it. You'll be able to engender a depth to your being that brings healing, that brings peace, that brings joy, and brings love. Allow it to be so. And some questions or prompts just as you observe the dynamic within you. What parts of yourself are you protecting? And then as we go down, break that down a little bit. What parts of yourself are you protecting with intention? And what parts of yourself are you protecting without intention? Now, again, as if we go into this theme of allowing ourselves to be, again, not constantly picking ourselves apart, but using these as entry points. If we have healing that we want to engender in our life. So with that, we also have to celebrate So what parts of yourself are you going to celebrate more in 2023? Who is a person that you admire and why? What parts of their energy speak to you? And how can you integrate those parts of your energy into your life? What would that look like for you?
again, the mantra that we're going to use this month, the simple one, I am, I am, I am. Allow that to move through you. And a simple practice that you can do with this mantra is keep your focus on each chakra, each energy field in your body, the root, the sacrum, the navel, the heart, the throat, the third eye, the crown, the smaller chakras that rest in the palms of your hand, the bottoms of your feet, the back of your knees, the back of your head and neck. You can always use the universal mantra OM. But if you use the mantra, I am, I am, I am, I am, as you focus on each energy center on each chakra, feel what begins to reverberate with inside you. Feel begins, feel what begins to grow. Feel what begins to come up. And allow yourself to just be. So with that said, as you begin to follow along with the etheric updates and we build and grow this energy with each other as a community, our growth, our power, our knowing is only amplified. And this is the beauty of healing work. It ripples out in the most incredible ways that are really unimaginable. So we have a couple programs coming up, if you're called. I'll have a couple spots for Sacred Soul Sessions beginning March 1st. This is for the person who is at a life crossroads and is looking to explore their soul pattern within the context of this change. We also have a very special offering I'm so excited to begin sharing with you about this in a couple weeks um, with Kate Straycoach Intimacy Doula, and it's going to be getting March 14th, The Alchemy of Womanhood. And this is for the woman who wants to deeply explore in the context of a group, in the context of witnessing what it means to be a woman. You can head over to theetheric.com to join the waitlist for that one. Or again, send me a message and I'll hook you up. So with a big thanks for listening today. And as always, if you're interested in learning more, you can like, subscribe, leave a review or question for this podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or Google. And to stay up to date on workshops, events, programs, the best platform for that is my Instagram. That's at Catherine Craig Etheric. And if our discussion moved or resonated with you, do not forget to share it with a friend. And let's help everyone find their way to healing. So if you like this episode or have an experience you want to share, as always, send me a DM, leave a comment, and there is so much more to come. Thank you, and I will see you next episode. So much love.